to the podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is One Kiss Means Forever. This is the podcast that talks about all of your favorite romantic moments, the kind that you dream about in an art museum, and then also talks about all of those uh, little slip-ups and messes of deception and all of the paint all over your hands when you're in, your, in a mess. Yeah, these are all the things that we talk about. Uh, we're talking about your favorite made-for-TV romances, like you see on Hallmark, Lifetime, Hallmark Movies Now, and other places. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about a Hallmark movie that is actually one that was suggested to us on Facebook by listener Erin. So thank you, Erin. Thank you, Erin. Um, for getting us to watch and talk about this one again. Uh, not talk about again, but I had seen it before. I think you had too, Katie. Um, yes, I had. And it originally came out May 20th, 2017. And it is called The Art of Us. And here is what Hallmark has to say about it. Harper Higgins uh, is determined to land a tenured position at Boston Art College, and she's counting on curating a big art gallery at the university to do so. But when she loses her showcase artist and can find no one else, she turns to her recently hired dog walker who, unbeknownst to anyone, is a skilled painter. And it stars Taylor Cole and Steve Lund. So Harper Higgins, um, not Henry Higgins, like I want to say. <laughs> just you wait, Appa Higgins, just you just wait. Just you wait. <laughs> um, Harper Higgins, played by Taylor Cole, is an art history professor looking to make tenure. She also teaches painting for locals. Um, she, her real passion, however, is painting herself, but she's given it up thanks to an ex-boyfriend who is an art critic and gave her a bad review, like crabby boyfriends would, I guess. Uh, but now she's just looking for stability for her and her dog, Vincent. She's in charge of this big art show for her college, but her prestigious artist just backed out, so now she needs to find a new artist pronto. Steve Lund plays Tom Becker, a veteran who's trying to figure out his place in the world. The only thing he knows for sure is that painting soothes him. Uh, and he's got this broken houseboat that he's trying to fix up and bills to pay. So he's a dog walker for money. One morning, Tom and Harper literally bump into each other. And while nothing happens at this point, both are clearly intrigued by the other in that, like, I'm going to look behind me and see if he's looking, like, as I walk away. Intrigue. So Harper decides that she needs a dog walker for Vincent, since she's, like, so busy all the time. So she hires Tom. And on his first day, he picks up Vincent from her community painting class and ends up making, like, a stealth mode painting and then, like, nopes out of there before they're like, who painted this? Oh, my God, it's great. Um, it's absolutely incredible and reminiscent of Van Gogh, actually. Um, so Harper feels, oh, my gosh, have I found my replacement artist? But her boss only wants a famous artist and is about to let Harper's work nemesis curate the show and get her promotion. So Harper does the only thing she can think of and claims that Tom is a descendant of Vincent Van Gogh. What's a little lie to get Tom in the door, you know? Eh. Also, I just want to say, she does call him Vincent Van Gogh. I feel like Harper would be the kind of person who would say Vincent Van Gogh. 
<laughs> I absolutely agree with that statement because when they meet each other on that walk in the first scene, she does say, I'm Dr. Harper Higgins. <laughs> and I was like, girl, really? <laughs> I know you earned that doctorate, but stop. This is not a professional setting. Um, anyway, so... Uh, uh, Tom is a little uncomfortable with the lie, but he really likes Harper, so he goes along with it. Plus, he really needs the money, and if he sells his paintings, all the better. So Harper teaches Tom all about Van Gogh, and he works on teaching Vincent dog commands like sit, stay, don't sit, which Vincent gets really well, <laughs> the don't sit one. And one night during study practice, Harper and Tom kiss. <gasps> And while they were both into it, Harper insists that it cannot happen again. Silly Harper. In order to get more done, since his boat is falling apart, Tom moves into Harper's garage studio until the show. He can paint and they can study and work together and, you know, not deal with commutes and stuff like that. Uh, Having him there is motivating Harper to get back into painting, though she's still not sure what to paint. But Tom is an inspiration for her to put more of herself into her artwork, which was really the whole issue for her the whole time. Like, technically, she's always been good. She just, you know. She paints with her head, not with her heart. Exactly. Lesai. Um, So Harper's work nemesis, Dr. Browning, does not believe that Harper has found Van Gogh's great-grandson. So he sets out to essentially catch Tom and Harper in the lie. First, he invites them to a party at his house where he can, like, you know, get into their brain and ask them fancy pants questions. But they don't slip up enough thanks to Harper's intense uh, tutelage, I guess. Uh, Then he sneakily follows Tom around, seeing that he walks dogs and lives on a houseboat. So to, to Dr. Browning, it's clear that Tom is lying somehow. So Tom and Harper hate all the lies. So they decide that after the show, they're going to come clean. They go for a walk, feeling better about their decision, and they kiss in the rain. Uh, They are in love. Uh, But the night of the show, Dr. Browning foils their plans and outs them to everyone. So Harper loses her job, and Tom won't get any commissions. But they're in it together, This hardship is not derailing this relationship. But it turns out that Harper is actually happy not teaching anymore, and she's painting again. Hooray! And Tom did sell a few paintings. Plus, he's going to show and sell more paintings at this flower shop that he frequents. So Tom and Harper and Vincent are one little happy family, and Tom and Harper found each other, and when you know, you know. Since one, one kiss, kiss means forever. forever. Okay. The end. The end. Uh, we have to talk about this. The premise of, I guess, the conflict of this movie. Yes. Because I don't understand it. Because no. I don't... It, everything basically centers on the fact that they're lying, that he's a descendant of Vingo. But at the beginning when they meet each other and he first shows her his paintings, he says that it's a rumor 
in his family that they're related to Van Gogh and that they're descendants of Van Gogh. So it's not a lie. It's just not a provable fact either. Right. I had this exact same problem, so I'm so happy that you brought it up. (laughs) Because, like, it's literally just a family legend and an honest, like, mistake. He, there, there's no way you can either prove or deny this. And it's not like he came out to say it. And what they, what should have happened is she goes, oh, yeah, apparently he's like this great, great grandson of Van Gogh. And then when they see his work, she goes, you know what? I was mistaken. That was a family rumor. We're not really sure. But isn't his work amazing? Yes. Let's have him be the artist. Done. Or just go with possibly related to Van Gogh. Blah, blah, you know, Tom Becker, new artist on the scene. That will right. get just as many people in the door as related to Van Gogh. In fact, it might even get more because people like mysteries. True. And, yeah. and ultimately, like, I don't know. It really it really bugged me that, like, this guy was trying to, like, out him and, like, follow him around when clearly once they see the art, Everybody likes it. And I and not even because he might possibly be related. Right. Everyone seems to really love it. Right. They like the art. And so it, it doesn't matter at that point. Yeah. It's it's just a, such a weird thing. And it's one of those, like, issues where I'm like, there's an easy fix. And I found it. And I didn't think that hard about it. So I don't know how you've gotten into this much trouble mm-hmm. over the whole thing. <laughs> And it's one this I, this was based on a book, am I right? Yes, it was based on and, the book, but I believe um, it was pretty different. Okay. Um, and I I didn't read it. I, but uh, I do recommend uh, people going over to which was better because they did an episode on it. Right. That's what I thought. I think that's how I knew it was. A book. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, yeah, like, you know, like apparently there are a lot of other characters. They cut a lot of characters out, which, of course, they do in these kinds of movies. But apparently they added a lot to stuff. So, right. I don't know. Um, I, I, like, I guess my, my point with that comment was I have no idea how much was from the book in mm-hmm. terms of this crazy escapade and maybe there were bits of it that were left out for the movie but no matter how you slice it I think it's just kind of a terrible conflict to base your story around yes I I agree it's just like it doesn't actually make sense like it's such a easy it, as I said it's an easy fix that I don't understand why they're why it's truly a conflict. Because nobody knows how to be honest in these movies. No, God, don't know. They I do think not. we're getting better, but Whew. like, I this this movie came out. What did you say? Twenty seventeen. Yeah, May twenty seventeen. And we were at this point just kind of starting to see like the healthy relationship maybe blossoming in like Hallmark Land where they ask each other about their feelings, but mostly not. So we're still in this era of uh, let's casually lie about things and base our romantic relationships off of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the other, you know, conflict related thing that just 
baffles my brain um, is when Dr. Browning is following Tom around to prove that he's not related to Van Gogh, he decides that since he is a dog walker, he can't possibly be related to Van Gogh. And I, like, I feel like that is... Like, Flawed uh, logic. Uh, yeah, it's just completely... It's like that proves absolutely nothing. Thank you very much. Absolutely. He is a artist who is not making money at art and needs to make money other ways. I'm going to say that Dr. Browning uh, didn't get his doctorate very goodly because <laughs> he, he obviously from... <laughs> doesn't he doesn't have any critical thinking skills. Did he get it from the school where, what was it called, the... That teaches kids to read good. <laughs> the teeny tiny little one where they How can they be the expected field? to learn when they can't even fit inside the building? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm like, I feel like, sorry, Zoolander has shown up in my life a lot over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I, I just need to watch it again because it makes me giggle. <laughs> What my I don't have too many like big besides that very important what the fuck I don't have too many like other big moments except for just kind of funny things that I saw mm-hmm. in the movie. Um, one of which was when she was teaching the community class. You can see through one of the canvases, and Taylor Cole is giving her some like very artistic like highlight here, shadow here. But the painting obviously is whatever the actor wanted to do. So it's just some stark lines. It even looks like there's like a happy face in it at one point. Like <laughs> definitely not whatever Taylor Cole is commenting on. And then there was uh, a moment where you actually get a close up of. Um, uh, Steve Lund is drinking beer with like this guy that is kind of a, like a mentor or somebody who his landlord I think he's like helping him with the houseboat and there's like a close up of the beer and it has a nutrition label and it's in both English and French. They're in Canada. <laughs> Definitely in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh hey. <laughs> uh, there, there's um, just a lot of like weird little things, but um, the one thing I wanted to bring up because. It made me laugh, and it only made me laugh because I have seen The Room, not Room, different movie, The Room, <laughs> more times than I care to admit. Um, yeah. He buys flowers without paying for them. <laughs> and I, it makes me think of... Bye, doggy. Bye, doggy. You're, You're my, my favorite customer. customer. <laughs> Oh, thank you for saying that, Hannah, and not waiting for like across the universe because that would have been funny. <laughs> I, I was, I was just going to, I was just going to mention that I was, like, I hated the fact that she brought his paintings someplace without like wrapping them up in something. Yeah, she's just sticking canvases in her car, like, and like against each other. I feel like with how precious this art show is and how precious he becomes to her, she's not being very, very precious about the paintings. No. And that really, really, really bugged me, especially if you expect people to pay hundreds to thousands of dollars for them. Right. Right. So, So, like, they're not framed. They're just canvases, like, stretched canvases, which is fine. But then, like, yeah, she's... She's, like, leaning them up against things and stuff like that. It's very... Yeah. And, like, holding them with her bare hands. And, like, on, like, the colors. And I'm just... I mean, I am no art 
history or art restorer person, but I do know the proper way to <laughs> that you should be handling things. Yeah, you got to get those little art. white cotton gloves that they uh, yeah have, they you know make you look like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> And she could get cute little cotton white gloves like uh, Bethany Joy Lynn. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Bottle of love. <laughs> <laughs> Should we go into Hallmark Hallmark? Let's do it. Uh, so I need to start with they literally bump into each other. Yay! Um, she paints. <laughs> Or tries to, which is another trope where she is a blocked artist. And that leads into another trope where she can't do it, so she teaches it. Yeah. I just had to put all of those together. And that's fair. Um, We've already talked about it a lot, but um, deception. Deception. Um, Kind of in the same line of you bumping into each other, where they have to literally run into each other at least three times during the first day that they meet in order to solidify the fact that they, you know, should be together, I guess. Yeah. Um, They have uh, this weird rule between the two of them that they can't mix business and pleasure, even though they're absolutely doing that and also maybe not doing it at all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, If she does this one thing, she'll get the promotion. Yeah, for sure. Um, Not somebody who's not willing to take the risks needed to fulfill their dreams. Oh yeah, that hit me hard. (laughs) Um, I I saw a lot of myself in this movie, and it was tough to watch. Um, um, uh, Oh no, no, we're not a couple. No. Uh, I'm out. I have two more. Okay. Kind of. I call for a movement to just get rid of the fucking little gold flecks in somebody's eyes. I feel like every time they're like staring into someone's eyes and they go, your eyes have little gold flecks in them. And I don't know how many times I've seen this across moviedom. And literally, could it be another color? Could or can we just stop saying it because it bothers me? Um, and then my last one, my last one is uh, though it is not a Christmas movie, she does have a red dress for the big event. She so does. I know we're not in Christmas land, yeah. but it's still a trope. Yeah, I think that counts. Pretty parade, pretty parade. Um, my only one uh, besides the art itself, some of them were really pretty. Um, I loved. Taylor Cole's cocktail dress that she wore to Dr. Browning's party. Like, there's a little black dress that she wears, and it was just really pretty and cute. So I loved it. Uh, yeah, I I liked a lot of the art. I don't know that it was like extra special. It it was pretty like impressionist style paintings. Yeah, but I Which thought I, I like. like it. Yeah, that's that's what I was feeling too. It's like I I enjoy it. You know, yeah. it wasn't new to me, but it was pretty. I we have seen worse. Oh, oh, have we? <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about what is absolutely going to be our Hallmark Paint Night picture that we have to do? <laughs> Actually, well, okay. I think we, are you, so. I think you're referring to the the mermaid in referring to the. the Yes, <laughs> in Love for Real mm-hmm. that we saw. 
and recent Hallmark movie, but I'm actually kind of referring to the painting in previous podcast episode of Brush with Love, where she paints what is absolutely not a painting at all (laughs) and is definitely a picture and is terrible. (laughs) So so we're going on both both spectrums of thing that you could pass off as art, but is absolutely not made up of the medium that you're using or right. This is definitely a painting done by somebody who is not good at it. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. Like, yeah. I thought this was one of the better paintings of something that was supposed to be good. Right. Is actually decent. Yeah. It, you know what? You know what? They look a bit like these. They feel like the kind of paintings that would be in like a hotel room. Sure, some of them. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I liked... I think they're a little bit better than that. Like, I feel like these are the kind of paintings that you would see at, like, the gallery in your neighborhood. Okay. That's... Or, like, you know, not anything that's, like, going to be written written about, but that you would maybe see for sale in a wine... Like on a wine night or something, sure. like that are on or, the wall or it could be the kind bucks. of thing, like these are the types of paintings that if somebody has an original painting in their home that like is not made by their children, this is where this is the kind of caliber painting that they got. Yeah, yeah. I would I would agree with that statement. Yeah, your friend that's really good that you don't mind spending a couple hundred dollars to support their dream. Yeah, I think that's right. Across the universe? <laughs> um, the only one that I came up with was we have another movie with Taylor Cole and dogs. Because and, in Matching Hearts, she wanted to adopt one. And in this one, she also adopt one. She has one that she adopts. Yeah. Uh, and that dog is our favorite dog, Gidget. Yay, Gidget. <laughs> I knew that it was him, right? Uh, Gidget is a girl. Okay, I knew it was her. She is she is playing the wrong gender in this movie. You know, she has such range. She does. She's so good. She is she's, so good. She's like weirdly like the cutest ugly dog you've ever seen. I love her. So so true. And he is so cute with her. Like I was getting kind of Tyler Hines vibes from Steve Lund, which is like how playful he was. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did enjoy all of the like. We're gonna teach uh, Vincent all these like commands, and he genuinely, like, I mean, he in in the world the movie claims to have done it, but like uh, every time we see it, it's like, oh, this is a failure. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Because <laughs> also the other thing is he's there is one uh, moment which I was like. Of course the dog is not doing what you're telling him to do. Because, like, they're on a walk with, like, four other dogs or whatever. And he says, like, dog one, sit. And dog two, lay down. And dog three, like, roll over. And then gives Vincent a, like, different command. And is, like, annoyed when he doesn't know what to do. And it's like... No, you need to tell them all to sit and for them all to do the same thing. And then maybe the the correlation will be there. Like, this is not a dog that speaks English. You can't <laughs> tell the dog to, like, roll over and have them know what roll over means if they've never heard it before. <laughs> like, 
This has been How to Train Your Dog with Hannah Weitzman. Repetition, repetition. (laughs) Um, Do you have any new and noteworthy? Well, my new and noteworthy is about the ending of this movie because, like, things go horribly wrong uh, professionally. And... I feel like in almost every other movie, that would have been the end of their relationship, and then we would have had to get them back together. That yeah. is not what happens in this movie. They don't blame each other. They both are like, we both did the wrong thing here. Whoopsie-daisy. Like, we shouldn't have done it. We know we shouldn't have done it. But it doesn't actually change their romantic relationship. Yeah. And I thought that was new and noteworthy. I think you are correct. Um, my new and noteworthy for this as well is this feels more like a romance novel in terms of the pacing mm-hmm. and like sure. how they interact with each other. Um, we get a really early kiss. Like this doesn't happen quite often anymore. Like this would have been just after like the first commercial. Like we get a kiss. They spend the rest of the time trying not to kiss each other, which feels very romance novel to me. Yeah, for sure. Um, he moves in with her a little bit. Sort of. Also kind romance of. novelly. It's it. I feel like in a romance novel, he would actually move in with her. As opposed to moving into the garage, but, you know. Well, no, I disagree, because if he moves into the garage, then you have that tension Mm. of how he is so close and yet so far, (laughs) you know? Okay, okay. I mean, it is the way that uh, Hallmark can deal with cohabitation, so. Truth. Truth, but then she can watch him from the window stare longingly yes. and she does and she does um anyway that was my new and noteworthy that it just kind of felt more along what we like what we you and i usually read rather yeah, than see exactly on these movies. I, I feel like i i understand that uh supporting shout out vincent vincent he is the true love story i it, i do think this is a true love story between vincent and tom <laughs> yep i love there's one moment where vincent like licks his face and he goes uh no no more kisses <laughs> And I thought that was yeah. really cute. And then, like Steve Lund says something along the lines of the same thing to Taylor Cole, where he's like, "So I don't obey, I don't obey commands either." Yeah. Like Vincent with the no kisses part. Yeah. It's pretty cute. So I guess it's time for kiss meter, Katie. Kiss meter. Kiss meter. So I have three kisses that I rated. Yep. Um. So I guess we're gonna start with the first kiss. Uh, where they're studying and 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 it gets it gets sexy timesy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said it was very early, but it was sweet. Uh, so I gave it an eight point two five because then it also pans to Vincent, who does a little like head cocky thing, of like <laughs> what's happening? Did they get stuck like that? <laughs> Aww, Vincent. <laughs> Um, I gave it a seven. Um, uh, but I, but but yes to everything you said. It was a nice kiss, but it did happen so early. So I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure that they really earned it yet. Mm. Um, I was. It came a little bit out of left field for me okay. because I can't read what they're feeling on the sure. inside. Sure. But they were standing really close to each other most of the movie before this. So whatever. <laughs> um, but I, I, I said I think it's because art just makes people feel romantic and horny. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. It's true. Uh, so then we get the rain kiss. Yes. Which is actually what she ends up painting as like her like inspirational I'm back painter painting. Um, which is very cute. Uh, so I'm very torn about this kiss because I feel like I can't judge it. And the reason I can't judge it is because we are like a million miles away and they cut from it like instantaneously. Mm-hmm. So, and then you end up with this like two silhouettes far away kissing, which in theory is sweet and it's like a fun, you know, it's it's a painting that I like, but I couldn't decide, like, I, I don't really know. So I just gave it a six. I also gave it a six, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I didn't, but I didn't, the distance didn't bother me. The reason I gave it a six was because it was, you know, it was very short for our standards. We couldn't really see it. But in this kiss and the kiss before, Taylor Coles just seems to be letting these kisses happen to her mm-hmm. and not being very actively involved in making them happen. Like, they had the moment where it was like, okay, we're going to kiss each other. And then she almost like, stood still and let him come to her in a way. And I was like, are you not really wanting this? I'm confused by your your reaction. So that's why I scored it low. All right. So uh, the third, like, ending of the movie kiss. I want you to go first this time. (laughs) Okay. Well, you might score higher than me. Who knows? I gave this one a four. Okay. I gave it a four because their lips are squishing so weird in the shot, and it's in front of all of these people, and then there's that freaking dumb line that somebody says where they go, art imitating life imitating art, because they're like what, looking at the, the kiss in the rain, and I'm like, ugh. That's how I felt, Hannah. Uh, so the first word I wrote about this kiss was yuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I said the lines around it are garbage uh, because she says, you remember that night as if he forgot like two nights ago? What? And oh, then my God. He, he says, just like I'm going to remember this one, which, ugh. Um, Gross. They do- I also think they don't look like they're having fun. It's just happening. There are people around them commenting. It's just terrible. So I gave it a three. (laughs) Yay. I I just have yuck. Nope, 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 nope. (laughs) I am so happy that we were on the same page with that one. I feel like that is very strange that a kiss, that we get like a a devolution of uh, of kisses. And it very, like clearly went downhill yeah like (laughs) ah so sad sorry guys sorry art of us um so hannah yes katie would you watch this movie so i thought a lot about this because when i first watched this movie like the very very first time i think it was pretty early in my hallmark watching career Mm-hmm. We'll call it a career. We'll call it a career. Yes, we would. Um, and at that point, I was like, that one's really cute. And I, I liked it. And now, many years on, I'm not sure it's worth it to watch. 
Like, it's not an unwatchable movie. But I don't think I need to see it again. I I think that I am in the same boat as you. And I I, I remember when listener Aaron said this. But this was like, The Art of Us was already on our list yeah. of things to do. As I remember also kind of liking it. And, you know, Taylor Cole is definitely one of our favorites and Steve Lund is adorable um, on this and other things he's been in. Hi, Shits Creek uh, fan. Exactly. <laughs> um, but so I said this is a good one to have on or in the background. But you know what? It felt really slow. Yeah. Like really kind of slow and a little boring watching this again. And I don't know if that's just me aging as a viewer or I kind of feel like this was like they they have gotten better. Yeah. As a general rule. And this one was like it's you know, I don't think it would be like I must turn it off and I can never watch it. But it's just sort of like I I don't have a need to seek it out. Yeah. Or I really need to follow what's going on. Like, I might look up every now and then, see, oh, it's a pretty movie. You yeah. know, oh, these people are cute. Yeah. And then just turn it off before that final kiss. Yeah. Oh, don't watch the final kiss. It's bad. <laughs> uh. Just rewind real fast and go to the first kiss. And that's it. <laughs> One kiss means forever. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So thanks to Aaron again for... Uh, making your request we're happy Thank to do you. that if anybody else has any movies that you want us to cover let us know we're happy to take that into consideration and hopefully get around to it um and make sure that you're following us on twitter and facebook and instagram one kiss means forever where the one and the four are numerals um and you know we're going directly from summer nights to fall harvest so lots of new movies coming out every saturday and some sundays if there are you know mysteries yes um and if you feel like you want to email us rather than if you don't do the social media thing and email is more your jam you can email us at one kiss means forever at gmail.com and make those requests like aaron did yeah um, so thanks as always to Flint Pastors for our intro outro music. You can find his stuff on Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, all that fun jazz. And uh, we will see you next time. Get vaccinated if you're not. Yeah. Bye. Goodbye.